Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in one year. Today's day 57, and we begin with chapter 2, number 422. But when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to, re- to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God has visited his people. He has fulfilled the promise he made to Abraham and his descendants. He, he acted far beyond all expectation. He has sent his own beloved son. We believe and confess that Jesus of Nazareth, born a Jew of a daughter of Israel at Bethlehem at the time of King Herod the Great and the Emperor Caesar Augustus, a carpenter by trade, who died crucified in Jerusalem under the procurator Pontius Pilate during the reign of the Emperor Tiberius is the eternal Son of God made man. He came from God, descended from heaven, and came in the flesh. For the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, and from His fullness we have received grace upon grace. Moved by the grace of the Holy Spirit and drawn by the Father, we believe in Jesus and confess You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. On the rock of this faith, confessed by St. Peter, Christ built this church. The transmission of the Christian faith consists primarily in proclaiming Jesus Christ in order to lead others to faith in him. From the beginning, the first disciples burn with desire to proclaim Christ. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And they invite people of every era to enter into the joy of their communion with Christ. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, and we saw it, and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us, that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing this that our joy may be complete. At the heart of catechesis, we find, in essence, a person, the person of Jesus of Nazareth, the only Son from the Father, who suffered and died for us, and who now, after rising, is living with us forever. To catechize is to reveal in the person of Christ the whole of God's eternal design reaching fulfillment in that person. It is to seek to understand the meaning of Christ's actions and words and of the signs worked by him. Catechesis aims at putting people in communion with Jesus Christ. Only he can lead us to the love of the Father and the Spirit and make a share in the life of the Holy Trinity. In catechesis, Christ the incarnate Word and Son of God is taught. Everything else is taught with reference to him. And it is Christ alone who teaches. Anyone else teaches to the extent that he is Christ's spokesman, enabling Christ to teach with his lips. Every catechist should be able to apply to himself the mysterious words of Jesus. My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. Father. Thanks, Bill. So it's uh, important to, to recognize where where the catechism starts when it talks about the person of Jesus Christ, which is the historical reality of him. Uh, it that's not accidental. That's a that's a substantial feature of 
of how we talk about Christ Jesus. That this is not um, something to overlook. That I think we maybe maybe it is a little bit easy to do, um, especially after some really bad, uh, you know, historical critical work was done to Scripture. Is that there was this idea that we could demythologize Jesus, you know, and remove all the parts that are you know hard to believe or. Or if we could just say, you know, oh, does it even matter if he's really a person? Does does his, do his teachings change in their effect if it's not him? And and the reality is, the church is saying absolutely, it is a hundred percent necessary to believe in the physical historical person of Jesus Christ because it is not only a fully man but truly fully God. That we need to start there, and if and if we can go from there, if we can just get to that point, which uh, the reality is there's there's no historian worth his weight anymore who doesn't believe that Jesus was a historical person. Lots don't believe in his divinity. That's a whole separate issue. But historical person, there's no doubt anymore. Uh, anybody who tries to fight it, just, just completely ignore because they're just not worth your time. Um, but would it, would, from there, from that historical reality of Christ, then we can move on to, to how we are to react to that, right? To be able to preach his name um, that is so powerful. But in preaching his name, we are preaching his person. Um, because that's the idea is that when, when we talk about um, transmission of the faith, evangelization and catechesis, we're talking about an introduction of a person, right? That, that there's a really beautiful line from uh, Pope John Paul II in paragraph 426, which is, uh, from Catechesis Tradende, which is, we find in essence a person, the person of Jesus of Nazareth, the only son from the Father. That is the heart of Catechesis to him. Now, we could also take uh, one of the most beautiful lines from Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, where he says that Christianity is not at its core a moral system or or anything of the sort, but rather is a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. Now, why doesn't that make the catechism? Mostly because it came after it was published. But but the, the, the idea is the exact same. We need Christ, and we need him to be real. And Because otherwise, the rest of it falls apart. The, the Eucharist is nothing if it wasn't actually started by Jesus. The, the, the sacraments have no power. Our proclamation is absolutely nothing if it weren't for this actually occurring, which we know it did. And we are able to point, not just in Christian sources, right? We can look to, I mean, the, the Gospels themselves are, are very powerful witnesses to it, but we also have several non, uh, whatever, non-Christian sources pointing to the historical reality of Jesus, Eusebius and Flavius Joseph and Pliny the Younger and all these people um, who point to, oh yeah, no, there is this Jesus guy, uh, and actually, Pontius Pilate is the exact guy who killed him. Right? That's why I think that's why his name keeps coming up in the um, the catechism and in the um, creed. But we we are able to because of because we know that Christ uh, spoke into the world with human words. We're able to do the same thing. That because we know that the Word of God became flesh and was able to be heard by man that we can still proclaim him, that that's, that's that line is when we point to this, this mysterious, the mysterious words of Jesus, my teaching is not mine, but his who sent me, we're able to say the same thing because we know it can be done. 
we have confidence that Christ can be proclaimed because he's already done the hard part. <laughs> now we're just following in his footsteps, that he, he made the path, and now we just follow that narrow way, that there is a certain beauty to being able to proclaim this name, that it's not just a, a nice additional feature of Christianity, but rather our faith is at its most full when we proclaim it, when we uh, follow through on that desire to make allow other people to know this great person whom we know. And sometimes we make it more complicated. We think we have to be, in order to proclaim his name, we have to go to a place where they've never heard the name of Jesus or uh, or we have to go to some place where it would be really um, physically uncomfortable. But the reality is the first place in which evangelization and catechesis is done is in the home. It is a parent telling their child about the reality and truth and beauty of Jesus Christ. And, and then it is continued, not just within the institutional structures of the church, but through the entire life of the church in which we proclaim Christ Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, died for our sake and rose from the dead that we may know the truth of his person and the power of his name.